the greatest compliment I got was um, I, I was in the theater coffee room and I guess they were looking for the orthopod. And they did, one of them just came up to me and said, now, are you the orthopod? And I was like, yeah, the orthopod. Really? Like, all those time at the gym. Oh, stuff, you know, you know, <laughs> paid off, right? Um, you know, it wasn't like, Michael, you, you know, you've done this procedure very well. You know, I think you're a hard worker. None of that. When someone asked me if I was the orthopod, I was absolutely, no, I was absolutely no, gassed. No, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the, the good thing about ENT is that they will never hear us coming, so we can always take them down. And and we got we got our catheter bags, you know. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Unless they're into do those you, things, then I can't really trust. Do, do you know what is the single urological tool that ENT uses? Flexiscope. No, because they've got their own like laryngoscopes. No, it's an actual urology thing. Even like when I asked, I was doing ENT in foundation. Oh, 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 I know, I know. What is it? Fully, fully catheter. Fully catheter. Posterior epistaxis. Yeah. Do Do you guys know what they use the fully catheter for? For the epistaxis, is that right? Yeah, for posterior epistaxis. Because I I can remember I was an F two and I was doing ENT, and then because I knew this. But imagine someone was having epistaxis. Then I asked the nurse, "Can you get me a female catheter?" So it's like, "What female catheter?" So like a female catheter. So like, "What well, the normal female female catheter?" I said like, "Yeah, the patient is bleeding. Can you get me a female catheter now?" <laughs> and they bring me a catheter, and then they see me shoving the catheter up his nose. So <laughs> you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> going through the <laughs> Wait till you see where it comes out. So I was in SAU, and then I asked my F1, um, hey, you know, can you just you know, bring the usual? As, as a patient with small bowel obstruction. So when I say the usual, okay, I thought you know, they were going to bring me you know, 12 French nasal gastric tube. I come into the room, and <laughs> he brought a catheter and trolled me up. And I was thinking, what am I going to do with this catheter? This patient has bowel obstruction. I can't use this. And I thought, and I think what the F1 thought was that, you know, my usual would be a catheter trolley. Oh, yeah. 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 Fair fair enough. Fair enough. That's quite sweet. Yeah. But I won't be putting that into anyone's stomach. No. no, no. (laughs) No. Is is that a thing, James? Do you ever put foleys inside uh, people's stomachs? No, in the stomach, no. No, probably through the stoma, maybe. And I've seen it through the stoma before. But I use Yeah, yeah, I put them in stomas, yeah. yeah. We use fully catheters quite a lot. Like, um, if you've got someone with big iliacs, and when you clamp an aorta mm. and you make a hole in it and it back bleeds horribly and you can't get the clamps on because you can't see, because you just put fully catheters down the iliacs, but the balloon, it stops the iliac back bleeding. Do you have to call the urologist for that? No, 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 we would use it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you all just come in and go, who's your daddy now? What do you want? The full <laughs> That's right. That's right. You want the full? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. The NHS cannot, cannot afford a Fogarty catheter anymore? No, you guys no, are using the Fogarty is fine. But the only thing with the Fogarty is... The balloon is big and the tube is really, really small. And it's so yeah. funny. Sometimes it just flops out of the artery. And you're not looking for a fog. Because the fogarty, you want to do an embolectomy and troll. But sometimes you want a big, heavy tube and a big, heavy balloon that's not going to flop out. So that's when a foley w- would work better. You know what I mean? It oh, just my God. oh, my God. If you use the catheters for this reason, the catheter companies are going to love you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next episode of this uh, podcast will be sponsored by you know. Still fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some coloplast. Yeah. All right. I think we're more or less done with that. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, that, that, was great. that was joking. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. And there, there, there were so many, uh, you know, jokes and stories. And cut that, that, cut that, cut that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so many stuff has been down penises that they shouldn't. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I, I don't know about it, but I think the referrals, man, I think the referrals are pretty jokes sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, getting getting a call during Ramadan from a from a from a uh, from a doctor down in A and E saying that uh, you know she can't catheterize because it's a holy month of Ramadan, uh, and then my <laughs> registrar is saying, you know, my registrar is saying to me, you know, I'm not asking her to you know fillet the patient, I'm asking her to put a catheter. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that she, that can't go on the podcast, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Oh, oh my God. You, know, you know, like with, when the referrer, whether he's a doctor or a nurse or HCA, like it doesn't matter. When they forget the medical word of things and they start describing it in oh, like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be a good one. It's, like, well, it's not a professional way to actually make a referral <laughs> saying these names. Oh, like, well, my favorite one that had been hysterics, right? Someone was trying to refer something to me, some some problem, some guy had an injury, and he couldn't think of the word um, for the frenulum. So mm-hmm. he called it, and I was like dying. He called it the banjo string. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking oh. about? Like, you know, the banjo string. Like, I have no <laughs> banjo string on a person. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, yeah. it, hang it, what? Banjo what? string. Yeah, yeah. It's the MRCS terminology. There's a urologist that I used to work with. Um, whenever we do like a scrotal case, uh, you know, obviously they, they sort of keep it on the drapes. And then uh, what, when we finish the W to check, they, they kind of unveal it, uh, mm-hmm. sort of reveal it. <laughs> my, my boss used to say, all right, show me those family jewels then. <laughs> you know? yeah. oh, fa- family jewels. Like I had, a, I had a consultant who used to call them crown jewels. Uh, crown yeah. jewels, yeah. yeah. Jewels, crown jewels. The, the crown jewels, and and sometimes they use that with patients. Yeah. Like, All right, fine. We'll get, we'll, can can you move your crown jewels? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you have you, I mean, Mama, Have you heard of anyone saying you know going to the toilet for a pee, like you know going peeing, uh, calling it as a uh, spending a penny. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. That's good. That's I had common. no idea what that meant. I, I had no idea what that meant. And I was like, you don't need to pay for the NHS. You you know, it's and then and she was like, no, I need to spend a penny. I was like, I have no idea. Why are you talking to me? You know, I'm, 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 just a, I'm just an immigrant boy. You know? <laughs> what are you doing? Someone had to very politely tell me you know, she needs to go pee. Yeah. And she can. That's why I, that's all there. <laughs> there yeah. And I say, like, different people are completely different, of course, like different cultures and different people from different backgrounds, not necessarily stereotypical to mm-hmm. skin color or uh, religious background. Just different people are brought up differently. Some mm-hmm. are open to their sexualities and genitalia, and they can tell mm-hmm. you anything like, we're just like having coffee together. And others are very, very private about it. 
uh, even like you need to drag them because these are important questions. I need to know whether this is yeah. happen- happens or not. Um, so yeah, it's part it's part of our specialty, unfortunately, that we deal with these things. But yeah, it's like the guy with the I, I remember you know the penis ring. He was actually referred to me exactly as I've sent it to you, like the doctor who referred. The <laughs> from A and E, he used that terminology. <laughs> cock ring, he said. A guy, a cock ring. So like, oh, I have see, a and the mum was like, same no more. Got to I'll take it there. off, and now it's swollen. <laughs> was I like, what? A cock ring? You mean a penis ring? Was I like, oh yeah, yeah, a penis ring. Okay. <laughs> How do you take it off, man? Do you put like dental floss all the way around the shaft, and you just like, oh well, it depends on the size. like a normal ring. It depends on the size of both. Well, like the actual ring and the size of the swelling beyond it, because it's all edema. You know that your penis has really the size of the penis. It's just like full of fluids. <laughs> it's not like you made it bigger, right? <laughs> yeah, but I remember this particular guy when he came in. We just like admitted him to ACU. There is no point of going to uh, A and E because they said like we don't have the tools to actually break that ring. So he comes out to ACU. Uh, first of all, the SHO sees him, and then I go and see him with the SHO. He was lucky enough that it was during the morning ward round. So I've sent the, the entire ward round in ACU, went to see him. So all the F1s, the SHOs, the nurse practitioner, and the sister on the ward, and everybody went to see it. And then the word spread that there's a okay. guy with the, with the penis ring in ACU. I see it well. Okay, and start gathering ideas. How can we cut this? Because it was quite thick. Um, so someone come up with the idea is that, well, orthopedics, they cut nails and they cut things all the time. So maybe they've got the tool to actually cut it. They're like, okay, yeah. Maybe it, it can be cut like with the same tool that they cut the intra-femoral nail. They put like big, chunky nails in the femur. All right, so I speak with the orthopedic registrar. I tell him the story. So I'm like, okay, maybe it might cut it. How big is it? And what is it made of? They're like, I don't know what it's made of. Why don't you ask the patient? I ask the patient. The patient goes in Amazon uh, orders that when he ordered it to get the actual label of the material. I speak back with the to the orthopedic registrar. And then he tells me, mm, well, I'm not sure. Let me ask my consultant. We're doing the ward down together. I was still in the morning. So he asked the consultant. Because I was like, well, yeah, it might work, might not work. Okay, we'll grab it and we'll come to you. Okay. Um, about 15 minutes later, the orthopedic consultant comes. And, of course, it's not coming alone because he was doing the ward down. So the entire orthopedic ward down come with him. <laughs> so there's an entourage of orthopedic doctors coming into SEU to see the patient's uh, penis ring got stuck and could not remove it. <laughs> so they look at it, they try, and they say, like, no, it's not going to work. The only thing that would work is a Dremel. So, like, well, where are we going to get a, a Dremel from? So, like, yeah, just call the fire brigade. <laughs> yeah, call the fire brigade. They can bring a Dremel with it. But remember, it can get very, very hot. So you always need like to pour water on it to keep it cool. So I'm like, okay, fine, if this is the only way. So well, I tell the patient, and the patient was like, well, I don't know who else wants to see it. If it is the fire brigade, just get the fire brigade. <laughs> we get the fire brigade. That whole team come up there. 
<laughs> Nine firemen. <laughs> yeah, have a look at it. And they bring the dribble with them uh, because we already told them on the phone. <laughs> they come up, they have a look at us, they're like, oh no, we need the bigger dribble. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize Dremel came in sizes, man. Yeah. Oh so my god! Goes off. It's terrible. The one goes down. He comes back with the driver of the truck. They always like keep the driver in in case they need to move it or some other cause. It comes up with them. And the whole team of five men all surrounded. Only one is working, like doing the drill. Everyone else is spectating. Yeah. So he gets it off <coughs> finally. And then he goes home afterwards, all embarrassed. I say, like, I'm never going to come down back again. And then guess what? A month, that was during COVID. Actually, it was right around like the beginning of COVID, like where, uh, around that time. Um, so we're doing like so many on-calls because most of our electives have just been cancelled. So instead of having like one single on-call, like the registrar of the week, we've decided to divide the days um, so we can get some rest in between because there's no other electives or elective theatres to do or even clinics to do. So during my on-call, again, during that time, I get another phone call from A&E telling me that the patient came also with a cock ring stuck um, in his penis and balls. And so like, what the hell is going on with people? Just because it's COVID and you guys are stuck at home. (laughs) (laughs) You need to to go crazy. And then everybody's just coming back to me to fix their problems. I'm stuck here at the hospital because of COVID and you guys are having all the fun. (laughs) All the fun. Okay, fine. Fine, give me the patient details and go and see him. And now I know what to do. I know how big it would be, what can cut it, uh, do we need to get anybody? I am your doctor. I am your best uh, urologist who will solve the problem. <laughs> I go down there. I look at the patient. I look at the name. I look at the patient again. Look at the name again. Then I ask him, have I seen you before? <laughs> and then he'll say like, yeah, I might have seen you before. No. Were you here in the hospital about like three or four weeks ago? But with a different name. But the name is different. But I know oh, it's no. you. No. <laughs> oh, dear. So it's exactly the same patient. Three or four weeks ago with the same model. Probably he bought it in a package. Like, pretty sure that we have cut that in half. <laughs> We've got it he, and I've seen it being cut in half. He's got it on subscribing <laughs> same. Same thing. And he felt so embarrassed. When he came again, he gave a fake name. He didn't even <laughs> give his own name. I didn't realize that it would be me or some call. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> He started covering his face. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what the made me do it? Don't apologize to me. Apologize to you, Johnny. Where's your apologize you apologize to yourself. <laughs> apologize to you, Johnny. She made me do it. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know what's coming. 
you know, we're not going to try anything. We'll have to call the fire brigade again. <laughs> You're not even going to try <laughs> the orthopods this time. It's me again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another concrete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The same guy. <laughs> yeah, same guy. I send, go, same like, send Pete again. <laughs> Make sure he brings the brig Dremel. <laughs> the big Dremel, exactly. They <laughs> <laughs> call the fire brigade. <laughs> they come to the hospital. I stick around because I was doing other things. And, and to be to be fair, they were pretty quick. Like during COVID, they were pretty quick. Okay, so they they come and guess what? The team. The fire brigade. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> well, then the first thing happened. <laughs> I knew them because I recognized them. So, like, oh, <laughs> you were here four weeks ago. <laughs> I remember when you had this. Yeah, it's the same patient. <laughs> 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 Please. Oh. We always have the professionalism. Uh, like not to make the patient feel bad and always respect the patient's privacy and everything. I don't think that they have this training in the yeah, fabric. Like, <laughs> one is fine, but like so the second the time. Oh, that they were talking like yeah. away from like, the patients in the cubicle away, but around the nursing station or at the entrance, the way they were bantering about it. Was like, <laughs> no, nothing prepares you. Nothing prepares you in, uh, until you get to urology about the different types of stuff that people are into, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, oh, a, it's, my God. it's an enlightening experience, shall we say. At yeah. least. And those are the ones that we see. Have you heard the stories from the patients themselves telling you yeah, about yeah. stuff that they have done? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's crazy. Only, only recently, like, a guy who has been referred to us because of hemospermia. So hematospermia coming from, he's got, he was di- uh, coming from the prostate usually. So we need to investigate for prostate cancer. There's all one of the signs of prostate cancer that you're having hematospermia then he's telling me that uh, like about in taking the history that he looked up the internet on youtube on youtube and he found this lady who was telling them that if you find this if you keep masturbating and masturbating is going to clear up and that's what he's done <laughs> and, and he's got torn banjo string <laughs> it has worked so that he was cured but his GP insisted that he needs to be referred <laughs> for investigations. PSA must have been like 8,000 like, 8, yeah, from the uh, vigorous exercise he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, like whatever. Yeah, good. Congratulations, you cleared your hematospermia. <laughs> yeah. One of the little things that we get every day. James, you don't get this in general surgery, do you? No, but you know, occasionally you get a foreign body. Um, yeah, yeah, which is always, you know, one to tell. Yeah, oh, fall yeah. On you know, that, that's... they always fall on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you fall on it naked. Yeah, you keep carrots in your toilet. Is this where you usually keep? Yeah, I had a carrot. There's a carrot. I had a carrot. I fell on it. Were you naked? Yeah, yeah, it was like. So you're meaning to tell me that this broomstick, which normally falls down, you try to make it stand up right, 
has somehow magically erected itself from the ground <laughs> and you you happen to fall on it. Yeah, that's, that's how it happens. Yeah, exactly. And just happened to have a condom on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my favourite uh, my favorite FB rectum story, this happened to me when I was like FT3 general surgery. Um, it was really, really, I like, I cried with laughter because I just didn't expect it. <laughs> guy with the foreign bite, you know, FB rectum, he's got a Bramley apple and a um, raw egg up his ass on x-ray. Um, so we, uh, we, I go to ask him and it's like, um, how did you get the the egg and the apple up your ass? And he went, uh, oh, I slipped and fell. And then I would look at him and he went, no, I'm not kidding. I put it up my ass when I was high on amphetamines. Very casual. That answer, I just came so far out of left field I just started, I like, I cried with laughter. I was like, would not expect that level of honesty. Um, yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, honestly, uh, amphetamines, wild drug. I mean, I'm living to regret it now. I probably won't do them ever again, but uh, that was one crazy night, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this guy doing? But that, um, the other one I had to do, which is, it's funny, but it's also not funny, a carrot, and he said his girlfriend put it up there. But it's like a big 20 centimeter, no one, no one is getting a 20 centimeter carrot up your bum with uh without <laughs> about it. And the thing is what's really bad is we use like McGill's or um like Rampley's forceps to try and get the carrot out. Every time we just grabbed it, I just snapped more carrot off. I had to do a laparotomy and like milk it out of his colon. Really like, I had to yeah. do on this guy. Maybe, maybe his girlfriend wanted to give him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was that well endowed, you know. It was just like, oh, okay. it was like it's big, you know, whatever it's yeah. it big. Uh, as, as I was prepping as I was prepping the patient, I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh. yeah. as well. Thank you very much for doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty on. good, yeah. Uh, there, there will be plenty of stuff to edit out. Probably the most edited. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might have to consult our legal team before we publish this. <laughs> I mean, you know, guys, we've been talking for we've been talking for a while, but I think this podcast is going to be about five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't say that. Cut that. Can't say that. Yeah. Can't say that. No. Yeah. 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 Cut everything out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every story that we've said. <laughs> Oh, it's all going in there. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, like I said, look, um, thanks so much. Uh, we can only do it if people are prepared to give it the time, and it's really humbling that you would. Um, I haven't laughed that hard in a while, so <laughs> that was really, really <laughs> funny. Uh, so thank you. And-